Good morning and welcome to episode 31 plus one of the Beating Around the Bush podcast. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is an extension of the Beating Around the Bush column that appears weekly in the Carol's News Leader and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. I entitled this episode, episode 31 plus one, and I'm adding to that, podcast nightmares, a sound investment. The reason I say that was uh, last week, and I'm going to tell on myself, because if you can't make fun of yourself, you shouldn't let other people make fun of you. Because sometimes I don't do things the way uh, I want to do them. Last week, I tried to do a podcast. And for some reason or another, when I went to play it back, and sometimes I do that, don't do that all the time because, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, egotistical here. But sometimes I like to go back and listen to some of the podcasts so I can improve, so I can get better, just to listen to see how it sounds. Because I used to do that when I was working radio. I would listen to a lot of my games that I did on the radio uh, just to get better. And, you know, sometimes you don't like the way you say things. You don't like the way they sound. And, hey, I could do that better. Or, hey, let's try this. Or, hey, that was pretty good. And let's keep that in there. Those kind of things. But last week, went and tried to do a podcast. And uh, to be honest with you, I sat out on the porch and was doing some farm work, some stuff with loofah gourds. That's for a different story, a different time. But, hey, while I'm sitting out here on the porch enjoying the sunshine, and, yes, the sunshine was the sun was shining that day. It was kind of warm. Felt good sitting out on the porch. Hadn't felt like that as much the last few days. But I said I'll uh, turn podcast on that I did earlier today and listen to it and kind of, you know, critique myself a little bit. Well, there's no sound come out of it. You know, the intro music was there, like it always is. Of course, that is provided to you by Anchor, on which I broadcast or which I do these podcasts over. So, okay, you know, well, maybe it's just something that I'm missing here. So I tried it from a different uh, way of, you know, listen to it on my phone. So I tried it on my uh, laptop. Still got no sound. Well, that was frustrating. So, well, the next day, I'm going to try this again. Now, remember, I do this podcast, and I've been told I could do a longer version if I record off my phone. But, you know, really 30 minutes of me is enough. So, I, you know, I'm not just not going to uh, drag it out any longer unless, you know, unless I get a demand to do that. And for right now, I do not have that. And be honest with you, this time of the year, or since football has been over, basketball has been over, I've not had that many, or I haven't had as many listeners as I've been having uh, prior to uh, the conclusion of basketball season. But anyway, so 30 minutes is enough. So I, you know, I said, on I, I did this on Tuesday last week. Wednesday come around, so I'm going to do it again. You know, something happened. I don't know what it was, so I'll go through the whole thing again. And I should have, should have did a test. But I didn't because I get so I get so much in a routine sometimes that I just do things a certain way. But so I sit down. I I, I did another podcast on Wednesday. Well, I go back out. I'm gonna do some other stuff. I'm gonna check see how it sounds again. You know, and again, no sound. Intro music's there. No sound. Well, this is concerning. 
So I, I start Googling in it and start going to Anchor's website and all kinds of stuff. Why, why? And there would had been a message come up earlier. Do you want, uh, will you allow access to your microphone? Well, I'm using a microphone that I bought or my wife bought me for uh, recording podcasts and it's a whole lot better quality. And it says, do you want allow anchor access to your internal microphone? Oh no, I don't want to do that because I'm going to use this other one. That's the first time I'd ever seen this message. So I clicked no. Well, it turns out that that was probably the reason I didn't have any sound because as I investigated and I'm not, a total idiot i'm close to it but i'm not totally gone uh, i did figure it out on my own I, I it took me a day to get an answer back from uh, those people that troubleshoot these things for you because it's you can't find an answer hardly to anything nowadays because uh, they send you around the world to find an answer to stuff so here i go uh i'd start trying it on my own and i just kind of maybe in a sense lucked upon it but there it was the microphone was off so I did a little test, and sure enough, I had sound. And before I did this podcast today, I did a little seven-second sound check to make sure that the microphone was on and recording my voice. So see what happened last week is I had turned the microphone off, and it did not, it did not record. So that was probably my fault. Or, or let's put it, I'm going to blame it on something else. It really wasn't my fault, but I did figure it out. So I got smart enough to go back and figure it out myself. So hopefully today, if you're listening to this, you know I got sound. If you're not listening to it, then you have no idea what I just said because there's no sound. Uh, you'll have to think about that one for a while. But anyway, what I was going to do last week, and I kind of do it to an extent, maybe a little bit this week too, because we were wanting to preview baseball and softball teams for Hainan. And they're in their third week of the season. The Phillies are off to a rip-roaring start. If memory serves, and I am quoting all this off the top of my head right now, because last week I actually had some notes that you didn't hear. But the Phillies are 11-2. and two for the season. The other two losses have come to two pretty good teams. One loss came to uh, Camden, a game that uh, they lost in the bottom of the seventh inning after leading 3-1 to one at Camden. And uh, Grand Slam by Riley rushing in the bottom of that inning gave the uh, Lady Lions the victory. And the other game they lost was a 2-1 to one loss last Monday to Henry County. Now, neither of those games actually hurt you all that much. Now, the Phillies and the Mustangs both last night, and that being Monday, March 28th, I believe. Today, I think it's March 29th. If yesterday was 28th, then yes, today is 29th. But if it's not, just, you know, add, add your own dates in there. But uh, they're both off uh, to a start with their district schedules. And the Mustangs, well, they're starting one and six for the season. Both teams played district last night. Phillies winning over Union City 13-0. And the Mustangs lost down at Milan 12-1. Okay, let's talk about those two teams for a minute and the time that we have allotted uh, for ourselves on this podcast. But let's start with Phillies. Ladies first, right? Yes, but also... Uh, you know, no offense to the boys, but hey, the girls, the girls are doing pretty good right now, and maybe they deserve a little more attention. That's just kind of the way it goes, isn't it? 
uh, the prettiest girl at the ball is going to get uh, more requests for a dance. But anyway, uh, that's just, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, Philly's off to 11-2 and two start uh, their first week of the season. Here's what's it's very, you know, we didn't talk about this last week. Yeah, we did talk about this last week. You just didn't hear it. Uh, Phillies played 10 games that very first week of the season. They won nine of them. Uh, that one loss came, as we mentioned, to uh, Camden during the middle of the, their schedule, actually the fourth game of the season. And that fourth game of the season, they started on Monday that week uh, with a 8-6 win over Dyer County, and then they lost that Thursday which was our fourth game of the season, uh, to Camden, 7-3. So, that being game number four, that means they played six games over the next two days. Yes, you heard that right. And they won all six of them. And all six came in that uh, Sarah Beth Whitehead tournament they have every year down in Jackson, Tennessee. And in honor of uh, Sarah Beth, who passed away several, several years ago, and I can't remember that, 2014, something like that maybe. And uh, her parents uh, organized this tournament as a fundraiser for, in her uh, honor and her memory. And Phillies play in it every year. But this year was a little different than most uh, years. They are always competitive in it. And it's always some of the better teams in West Tennessee around. And the Phillies this year won the entire tournament. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not like uh, the Diamond Club Classic for the boys is coming up starting tomorrow. Uh, weather permitting, and it's where the boys are just round robin. They're just trying to get some baseball in during spring break. Yes, it's spring break right now, but they have a you know you play games and and you get eliminated and whatever after a certain amount of losses and all this kind of stuff. But it came down to the Phillies and Jackson Christian School uh, as to who's going to win the championship. Phillies come out on top, six to nothing in that championship game. Uh, Natalie Kreisiger pitches a no hitter. And a perfect game. Well, you can't pitch a perfect game without pitching a no-hitter. But anyway, she allowed nobody on base. In a five-inning game, I think's what it was. Uh, she struck out like 10, I believe, in that game. And Phillies won uh, that entire tournament. Well, since then, the Phillies have defeated last week. I know I was over uh, for that game. That was... Monday, they lost to Henry County 2-1. to one. And then the only other game they played last week was against McKenzie, in which they won 4-1 to one in another uh, gym by Natalie Kreisiger on the mound. And we'll talk more about the players here in just a second. And then last night, of course, as I mentioned, they opened their district schedule with a 13-0 win over Union City. They play Milan this afternoon at 5 o'clock. And that's on a Tuesday, if you're listening. But the Phillies are they're loaded with talent last year they had no seniors this year they got three seniors and i'm trying to again mention them off the top of my head uh kennedy gibson uh kayla pulling uh riley holiday that's 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 their three seniors riley uh pitched a lot last year and pitched some this year she won three games in that uh, tournament down in jackson uh Kennedy Gibson started a year as a catcher, and she's got, you know, she could get postseason honors. Uh, she's a pretty good player, might be the best player on the team talent-wise, and has been starting since she was a freshman. Uh, Thursday, last Thursday over at McKenzie, they actually had her playing third base, 
and Josie Sanders was catching. And of course, the other senior that I mentioned was Kayla Pulling. Uh, she's an outfielder, usually plays left field. She had a big two-run double in that game against uh, McKenzie after it was scoreless after uh, three innings. And in top of the fourth, Phillies broke loose with two runs, and they, they were driven in by Kayla Pulling. That's your three seniors. But if you go around and you look at the people that are starting – uh, I mentioned Josie Sanders. In that tournament down at Jackson, she had four home runs and drove in 16 runs in 10 games. That's pretty stout. First base, you're going to see Shelby Childress, uh, junior. That's got some pop in her bat. Uh, maybe struggling a little bit to start this season as opposed to what she was doing last year, but still a solid player. Uh, Lillian Wortham, or Lily as they call her, uh, starting at second base, had a home run last night over at Union City, her first of the year. At shortstop, they've been splitting the time between two underclassmen. Uh, first part of the season so far, Carter uh, Moore was starting at short. She's a pretty good defense. I talked to some of the parents the other night, and they said she's, I mean, she is really, really good at shortstop, and uh, she's played a lot there. Of course, she's young, she's a freshman. And the other day over at uh, McKenzie, Madison Mann, who started there last year as a freshman, was starting at shortstop, played the entire game. So there's two quality shortstops, and both of them are great defensive players. Uh, maybe like a little pop in their bat, but again, you got a sophomore and you got a freshman, uh, but defense wins games, and that's why they're in there. Uh, of course, we mentioned Kennedy Gibson playing third last week. She caught earlier, so I'm not sure how – uh, Coach Amy Fuller is going to go as far as her lineup set every every game. Uh, Kennedy may be back at or at third from now on in Joseph's kitchen. I don't know, or she may flip flop them back the way she had a season start with. She'll she'll do what's best for her uh, softball team. But Kennedy Gibson's Gibson's got a couple home runs already this season. Uh, got a big bat, and then we mentioned Kayla Pulling a while ago in left field. Uh, she's she's hit a couple home runs already. Uh, this year, if wind hadn't been blowing in over at McKenzie, she would hit one over there early in the game uh, because the right fielder for McKenzie was backed up against the wall uh, when she caught the ball, and the wind held it up, and there was a pretty stout wind, like froze to death, and I, I'm, I'm getting tired of this cold. Uh, got a little cold last night down at Milan baseball game, but, you know, it's, I, it's the way it is every year. But anyway, in center field, uh, Leah Fuller is patrolling that, and we all know – the family heritage there, as far as the Fullers go, Amy, uh, her mom is the coach of the Phillies. And Amy uh, coached softball for two years at uh, UT Martin. Uh, she played professional baseball with the Colorado Silver Bullets uh, from North Carolina, where she played, uh, uh, I forget, let's see, North Carolina AT&T or, or something, Greensboro, uh, where she played her college ball at. And a very good player then. Her daughter, Casey, is a stellar outfielder and shortstop and plays different positions at uh, UT Martin, one of their better players. Uh, she was a former Philly, and, and Leah's filling right in on that same mold. Uh, she She's a, one of those slap hitters, uh, but she's fast. She's a very good defensive player, uh, but you've got her in center field. And then in right field, it's been, a, a, you know, different players. Uh, Delaney Byers is getting to start most of the time in right field. And uh, she had three hits last night, for example, uh, against Union City. And then you've got other players have been filling in. I know uh, Adeline Allen is one that I think of uh, right off the top of my head. 
But uh, Phillies are solid. Uh, Reese Bradley has been pitching some. She picked up three wins down in that tournament down at Jackson. And it's just, they're fun to watch. And uh, I'm planning on making part of that game at 5 o'clock today against Milan, and then I'm going out to the high school field because I'm doing PA now uh, for the Mustang uh, game against Milan. And while we just uh, quickly will transition into that because boys are boys are struggling a little bit. They started the season uh, in that Carl Perkins Classic, and they played it in like two or three different venues around in Gibson County, but they started at uh, South Gibson High School. Uh, no, yeah, Gibson County High School. I'm sorry. They started at Gibson County High School in Dyer where they won their first game over uh, Lake County 12-2. Well, in their five games since then, the Mustangs have struggled offensively. And if, I, if I'm not wrong about this, and I think I'm right about this, outside those 12 runs, they have not scored more than one run in any game they've played since then. So they're struggling offensively. Uh, they, they turned around the second game in that Carl Perkins tournament and played uh, South Gibson losing – oh, it's played Scotts Hill losing 14-1. to And then they played South Gibson losing that game 10-0. to And then the next week, uh, they played – well, they were supposed to play down at USJ on Monday. And what's one of those strange, strange circumstances? I don't think I've seen this in a high school baseball game. They schedule play USJ. Of course, it's a game again. You know, they don't mean anything at this time of the year because it's not a district game. Games last last, last night count. But USJ, game's supposed to start at 5.30. And a quarter to six hadn't started yet. Turns out that there were no umpires. And when I say there was no umpires, I don't really know the reason. Now, either uh, they didn't show up, but it's hard to believe that two different umpires uh, didn't show up. Lots of times you've seen that where one umpire maybe has something's happened and he can't be there or something's come up or he had it written down wrong or whatever, but usually he might have one. They didn't have either one of them. So it was could have been a situation where they forgot to sign anybody to that game or USJ in this case, which was the home team, uh, forgot to tell – the organizer or the guy that's over the umpires for whatever association those umpires came out of, that they had a game. So I don't know what happened, but nonetheless, there was no umpires. So they decided to play three games. They had – or three innings, I'm sorry. They had a coach from each team called balls and strikes when your pitcher was on the mound. Well, you know, and that worked fine. But it made it an unofficial game. So that game really didn't count. They played three innings. Uh, Mustangs did score one run in the second inning of that uh, game, and they got beat two to one. And But you don't count that as loss because it really wasn't an official game. Only played three innings. But, hey, why not? You're here. Let's get a little work in, and that's what they did. Then they went to that tournament in Union City, the LH Lad tournament they play in every year up at Elon's Elam Stadium and uh, Union City. It's a big ballpark. Uh, if I'm not wrong, it's like a semi-pro team that used to play there several, several years ago, and uh, they were up there playing in that, and they've done okay in that in the past. There's usually some teams you don't ever see, uh, that you'll never see out of state. 
but this past uh, Friday night, I went up there for that game. They played Thursday, and uh, they lost in that game. I think it was uh, – I don't forgot what the score – oh, they lost to Crockett County 5-0. to zero. That's what it was. I remember now. And then Friday night, they were scheduled to play two games, one of them against South Gibson, who had beaten them uh, 12-1 to earlier in the season. Well, South Gibson beat them uh, 10-1, to I think is what it was. In that second in that game on Friday night, then they turned around and played a team. And uh, I didn't stay around for all of it. Uh, left a little bit before it was over. And Mundelein, Illinois, is where this team was from. And one game they were pretty good. They won over Hayden ten to nothing in five innings. And then last night they played Milan, first district game of the season. Uh, they lost twelve to one. Only run. They had was on a home run by Hunter Britt. And as we discussed the Mustangs, uh, they've got two problems right now, and hopefully they'll get it figured out. Allen Eubanks, uh, if anybody's going to figure it out, it's going to be Allen Eubanks. But you win two different ways in a game of baseball or softball. First of all, you got to have you got to have arms. you got to have people on that bump out there that's going to get people out. Well, the Mustangs have yet to find somebody that's consistent, maybe, if, if you want to use that term, or dominant on the mound. And it's it's hard to win when you're giving up a lot of runs. And, and they got some arms that are not bad. Maybe it's because they hadn't pitched as much. I know Blake Reeves is their number one guy uh, so far, and he looked good against Lake County. Uh, he pitched a couple of solid innings down at uh, USJ. Gave up two runs in the first inning, but uh, settled down in the next inning. It looked pretty good. Uh, but Milan teed off last night. And, you know, but in his defense, uh, he's not overpowering. Got a good curveball. But last year he pitched a little bit, but he didn't pitch that much. Luke Cooper has pitched uh, a couple times uh, so far. He's he's got a good looking arm, but again, hadn't pitched much. There's really nobody on that team that's got a lot of experience in the last couple of years on the mound. And uh, this team centered around, uh, well, some of the talent centered around the younger guys, uh, to be honest with you. But let's look at some of those seniors. You know, you got Kay Wood in center field, uh, solid player. He really is. He's a solid player. Uh, he was hitting leadoff. Last year, started out this year hitting leadoff. He's hitting fifth last night. Is Allen trying to uh, juggle his lineup a little bit and get some bats in the right places? But anyway, he's a solid player. Hunter Britt hit that home run last night. Probably the leading hitter on the team right now if I was to go back and try to figure all that up. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's a solid player. And, and Blake Reeves is a solid player. You know, he's played right field when he's not pitched. Uh, batting third, fourth, you know, so Allen trusts him. Uh, then after that, you know, well, you got Blaine Fields, the senior. Uh, Blaine, you got to like his attitude because he he volunteered to catch this year because there was no returning uh, experience at that position. And uh, Blaine says, I'll do it. And he's done a great job so far. And, you know, you like that attitude when you say, hey, I'm going to uh, – I'll volunteer to coach in a position he's never played before. He's done pretty well. But you've got a lot of youth. Uh, Gray Eubanks, one of the better shortstops I've ever seen in eighth grade. 
He started the first several games of the season at short as a freshman. But he's got an injury right now. Uh, they don't know the extent of it, but the last two games he has not played until they figure out what's going on. Uh, Brady Warbritton has played second base. He's played short. He's pitched. Just a freshman. But, you know, there's two kids right there that are the future of that uh, baseball team. And then you got Easton Byers who's been playing in right field. He pitched one game, pitched fairly well against Crockett County in that 5-0 to zero loss. And uh, another solid freshman right there behind him. And then after that, you've got uh, Skippy Gordon, for example, who's uh, been playing third most of the season. Last night he moved over to second. Uh, so you, you've, you've had some quality players, but so far their bats are just not coming around. And if you can't hit the baseball, uh, you can't score runs. I don't care how good your pitching is. You know, I mentioned pitching struggle a little bit, but hey, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, and that might be part of the problem. Pitchers are trying to be too fine. But there's there's some things, and I know it's driving Allen crazy because you coach and you coach and you coach, and there's not a better coach than Allen Eubanks. And I've always said that. But just little things like last night, uh, leadoff man for Milan hits the ball left field. Left fielder lets it go through his legs. Should have been a single. Lets it go through his legs. Ball goes to the wall. Era. Guy winds up at third. So now you got a man at third with nobody out instead of runner at first and nobody out. Because if you got a runner at first, I, it's, there's no damage yet because you hit a ground ball to shortstop, double play. Or he tries to steal, you throw him out. Or you just get a force at second, you know, because he's not in scoring position yet. But when you make an error, he winds up at third, then you have a runner in scoring position with nobody out. So – then some other things that were going on that I noticed and just some players out of position, a ball drops in between a couple of players, uh, maybe because they're not playing far enough into the gap or they're playing too deep and uh, just little things like that, that hurts your baseball team. They've got a lot of work to do. They play again today at uh, 630 against Milan, and they're doing that part of their district schedule just like they did when they were in uh, Class 1A where they play a district opponent on Monday, uh, probably away, and then they play the next night at home. There's only five teams in the district, so they'll, they'll get the district out of the way that, that early or quicker. And uh, But they've got a lot of work to do. This is going to be with playing in a higher classification and, and Milan came in in that game last night two and four. Huntington came in at one and five. So Milan wasn't tearing it up either. But now you, you think, well, maybe playing one of the worst teams in the district in Milan, and we, we don't know that yet because it's early. I don't know what their schedule was. Uh, but the Mustangs are 0-1, and, and they're in a hole as far as the district tournament or district standings go. Maybe they'll work it out tonight. I'm not sure who he'll pitch tonight, but – We'll find out here in a little while. But a lot of work to do, but I'm, I'm excited about the Phillies uh, because they are a solid, solid softball team. And if Natalie Krasiker keeps pitching the way she's pitching and with the depth that they have in the pitching staff 
and the way they hit the softball, uh, they're, they're going to be hard to handle over the next, uh, well, over the month of April, because basically April starts this weekend, and then that, that whole month of April will be the end of baseball and softball season. Then you'll get into district tournaments, you get into region tournaments, and then you have to try to fight your way through those to get to a state tournament. A lot, a lot of uh, action to be played on the diamond. Still left, still early, believe it or not. Mustangs at one and six still can salvage the season. I saw one year where they started one and nine and uh, ended up uh, playing for uh, playing in the region and lost the first game of the region. They had won that first game of the region, they would have got them a sub-state game. But so you, you can recover from that. Baseball is a funny game. Never, two days are never the same. And the Phillies, I think, are, are in a position. We'll find out more tonight as they play Milan where they stack up. Westview's going to be a team beating that district. But still, uh, it could be some exciting times. Again, apologize for last week. So, But you didn't miss anything. You're probably not going to miss anything if you don't hear it this week. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do better. We'll continue to move forward. Tell your friends about it, and we'll see you next week.